Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Wren, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. I pray that this is the place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share. Every time you download an episode of the Friends of a Feather podcast, I want for you to feel seen by God, to feel encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents He has given you. If this is the first time you've tuned in, or if you've been joining in for a while, you are welcome here, friend. Okay, y'all, spring is here, and I am so excited about it. The birds singing, the sunshine, the warmer temps have me smiling when I go outside. So I hope you are able to enjoy the sunshine wherever you are. So I told you in last week's episode that I had some fun news to share with you. I am having a giveaway. I rarely host them, but this one you do not want to miss. My goal here on the podcast is to encourage you in the stories I share, to share helpful content such as books, podcasts, and products that have helped me, and I want to be able to share that with as many women as I can. In order to do that, Apple Podcast Reviews help in such a big way. Here's how you can enter the giveaway. All you need to do is leave a review, screenshot it, and send it to me. That is it. Okay, so this is how you do it. You go to the podcast app on your phone. You search for the Friends of a Feather podcast. Scroll until you see the headings that say ratings and reviews and click write a review. I would love for you to tap five stars, type a sentence or two about what you love about listening to the podcast. Screenshot your review and email it to me at friendsofafeatherpodcast at gmail.com or direct message it to me through Instagram or Facebook. But what if you're saying, wait, Ren, I've already left a review of the podcast. I would first say, thank you. And then I would say, no problem. Just screenshot your past review and send it to me. Okay, so all who enter can have a chance to win a new Valmarie Paper 30-day prayer journal. It's called A Fresh Start for Moms, and it hasn't even been released yet. Thank you to Val at Valmarie Paper and Mariah at Tyndale Publishing for gifting the winner this awesome journal. Get your review in by April 1st, and I can't wait to see who wins. Okay, let's get to today's episode. It's episode 76, and my guest is Jessica Thompson. Jessica is a sunny California resident, a wife, a mom, writer, author, podcaster, and frequent guest speaker. Jessica has written books about exploring and infusing your relationships with grace and the love of Jesus. She has also co-authored books with her mother, Elise Fitzpatrick, including the book I recently read, Give Them Grace. Jessica and I chat about a conversation she overheard from her son and his friends that focused her attention to write the book. We also talk about tips for how to integrate gospel conversations with your kids and an acrostic that can help you in beginning those conversations. Jessica was so fun to interview. She's an excellent speaker, and I know this will be a very helpful episode for you. Okay, let's get to it. This is episode 76 with my guest, Jessica Thompson. All right, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be on with you today. Yeah, I am so excited. I first, um, I remember following you a while ago on Instagram, and then I walked into Mm -hmm. our church's library and saw your book, you and your mom co-authored together called uh, Give Them Grace. 
and it looked so intriguing to me and it was uh, <laughs> and in an audiobook form dazzling your kids with the love of Jesus and yeah. i thought i want to do that i want to yes. dazzle my son with the love of Jesus yes uh-huh. and so i yeah. took the book i listened to it and wow it was it it rocked my world in the yeah. best way in the best way okay. so yeah i prefer that every time you say the you were dazzling you use jazz hands I oh just, yes it's dazzling. this mental picture <laughs> the jazz fingers that's right i so love we actually it. really had to fight for that subtitle um mm. with our publisher they didn't like the word dazzling mm. but um yeah we really thought it was an important word to use because that's what we want to do we want to learn how to dazzle i know again fingers jazz fingers <laughs> dazzle our kids with the love of jesus yes yes i think that's what every mom and parent wants so mm. um okay so jessica we have yes. got to talk about you and your family and the book but first okay. we uh-huh, have got uh-huh. to talk about the lady at the bus yeah. stop yeah okay so here's the deal i there, so I used to, my, I got I to gotta back up a little bit. My okay. daughter is in high school now, okay. but at her middle school, she's a freshman in high school, okay. but at her middle school, there is a woman who is the crosswalk. She takes mm. the kids across the street, this okay. big street every day. And this woman is like a local celebrity. So she mm-hmm. dances every morning. She brings a boom box. Hmm. And it's down by her feet. And she dances the entire time she's doing the crosswalk. So you can just sit at the stoplight waiting to drop your kid off and watch her dance. <laughs> but the crazy sure. thing is, so mm-hmm. that's funny in and of yeah, itself, yeah, right? Right. Because right. she does not care. I mean, mm-hmm. middle schoolers are scary. And I would <laughs> never dance in front of them because they say the most awful things, right? <laughs> right. So she does not care even a little. So not only is she dancing in front of the kids, but in front of all the parents. Mm. But the craziest part of this is every morning on my way to school, my daughter and I would just choose a song, Mm -hmm. any song. We didn't even matter. And I would play that song in my car as Mm -hmm. soon as we saw her. Mm -hmm. And somehow she was always on the beat to the song I was playing. Yes. That's so incredible. It was it was like some sort of black magic. I don't know. <laughs> but it was the craziest thing. And so it was like every morning we tried to get some song that she wouldn't be on the beat to. But every morning mm. she was yep. on the beat. And she doesn't just like kind of sway back and forth. No. Like she really got into it. She's into it. She's totally into it. And then I think uh, in the last like six months, the local news finally found out about her and mm. did a big story on her. Okay. But the other funny part of this is that the middle school kids don't like her oh. at all. <gasps> Not because of the dancing, but because they think she's mean. Oh, like I've heard, <laughs> this is so funny. I've heard from several parents who have said like she's had confrontations with their kids. Oh, um, and she's not. A real gentle spirit. So it just is all this crazy situation because you yeah. would think she'd be fun loving uh-huh. and funny and yes, but I she's but not. She's tough. She's so, a tough cookie. <laughs> yeah, that's the story behind the dancing okay. crosswalk lady. Okay, yeah, well, I love your Insta stories because y'all will have it. And I I thought she was tuning her radio to y'all because yeah, when yeah. y'all have your radio, I'm like, oh, they have the same song, and then no. I realize and it's not. 
It's not the same song. I love it. And I created an Instagram account for her, but then... Oh, you did. Uh, I it. did. So it was like Miss Wiggle Wiggle, I oh. think is what I called her. But then I stopped driving to that school every day. And okay. so now I'm, I'm dropping You're my daughter the high school. off at the high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sadness. But still, I know. That, what memories? What great I know. memories, right? Yeah. So my brother <laughs> and my sister-in-law, both, and my brother, both my brothers still have kids there. Okay. So sometimes when they drop their kids mm-hmm. off, they'll send me videos. A little if they're video. feeling yes. very charitable towards yes, me, and then I post them. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. I still need her in my life. I do. I, I do. love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I saw it, and I was like, I've got to know about this, because I <laughs> thought y'all were in cahoots. I did not know, <laughs> no, you know? It's so, so crazy. It's okay. so funny. So yeah. let's go back. You said you have a daughter that's in mm-hmm. ninth grade, a freshman, and then right. tell me about your other children, two, two other boys. Is that That's correct? right. So okay. she's my baby. She's okay. 15 years old. She'll be 16 in September. Okay. And I have a 20-year-old son okay. and an 18-year-old son. Okay. So... Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. How, how do you think about like, I have a son that's six and a lot of my Uh friends have kids that are like four or like three and five Mm -hmm. and six and two and Mm -hmm. eight. And what would you tell us? Hang on. (laughs) I would would say, hang on. I, I don't know. Some moms are made for those young years. They Uh love them. Uh I was not one of those people. Okay. Yeah, you're um, like, yeah. I, I mean, I they're that it's fine. I mm. love the season that everybody's in right now. Mm. I loved the high school years. I love right. the teenage years. That's great. Um, yeah. Okay. So okay. those years for me with little kids, I mm-hmm. felt lonely mm. a lot. Um, mm. being home with them, I mm. felt angry a lot. Mm. Um, but I would just say, hang on, and mm. you know, and and and. The same advice for really every age group. I would just say, don't find your identity in your kids' performance. Mm. Um, and so with little kids, that means if they're obedient or not. I think a lot of times we find our identity and, you know, I'm a good mom if my kids are obedient or I'm doing mm-hmm. okay. God is pleased with me if my kids are obedient. Mm-hmm. And um, that's garbage. Yeah. So it is. I, You're right. I, yeah. Yeah. So with little kids, I, I think that's where we find our identity. And mm-hmm. as they get older and they're able to perform through academics, through athletics, maybe musically, um, we tend to find our identity in the things that they do in that way. Mm. And that's also garbage. We're putting so much pressure on our kids to build our identity, to perform so that we look good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would just mm. say we can't love our kids and use them at the same time. So don't be surprised when they sin, especially if you have little kids. I think a lot of times I was so surprised that they were little sinners. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think, why would I be surprised they came from me? So, mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. be surprised when they sin and yeah. Yeah. Don't build your identity on them. Those yeah. would be my, my main, my main things I would want to look every mom in the eye and mm. you know, hang in there. It, yeah. it does. In my opinion, maybe you, you're one of those moms that likes the little years. In my opinion, it just gets better. Mm, that's good. That's encouraging. That's encouraging good. for us to know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's kind of go into um, why you wrote this book. Because a lot of that, like you said, just said, um, is in the book. It was interesting how 
you asked this question. Y'all asked this question at the very beginning of the book. How do we as Christ followers parent... I'm, th- I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Yeah. How, how do we as Christ followers parent differently than a person with a different religious background? Or mm-hmm. do we? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear what you think about this because I feel like that hit the nail on the head, I, I really mm-hmm. believe. What is our faith and our disciplining of our children different from someone from another faith as believers? How is that different? Right. So let me share a little story and then I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, there was a time when my boys were little and probably like 10 and 12 or something like that. And they were sitting in the backyard and we had a bunch of neighborhood boys over. So all the kids were sitting outside um, around a table and I'd given them some snack of goldfish or I don't even know because I'm super into health. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so they're all sitting out there talking and it was during the summer, swimming, talking, playing. And I was listening in on their conversation, and the conversation somehow morphed into girls. Um, so part of the group of boys that were there, they're more, they're from a Mormon family. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about girls, and I walk out, and I said something like, boys, the only girls you need to talk about are your mom, something dumb like that, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to change the conversation. Yeah. Sure. Um, my boys really loved that, by the way. Oh, Very, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. loved you. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I turned around. That's all I said. Turned around to walk inside. And I overheard one of the little boys that is a Mormon boy. Great family. We love them so much. But I overheard him say to one of my boys, don't worry. My mom does stuff like that, uh, just like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking away, I thought to myself, right. If all I'm concerned about is behavior, mm-hmm. if all I'm concerned about is getting my kids to act a certain way, Um, not talk about certain things. Uh, If that's all I'm concerned about, then I'm no different than any other religion. Mm. And not even just any other religion. At at the middle school with the Dancing Crosswalk Lady, um, on the walls of the school are painted the seven character, uh, seven pillars of character traits that they want the students to exemplify. It's Mm -hmm. like trustworthiness, (laughs) kindness, faithfulness. I mean, it's almost the fruit of the spirit. Mm, Okay. So if all I'm teaching them is be kind, be good, I'm I'm teaching them nothing different than what the public school is teaching them. Right. So it's not even just what other religions are teaching them. It's what society is teaching them, which Mm -hmm. is be a good person. Mm -hmm. Right. But see, as Christians, we have something better. We have something more than that. Be a good person is the message of the world. Mm -hmm. What we have is you can't be good enough on your own. You need the goodness of someone else over your life. You need Jesus. You need a savior. Mm. And there is a huge difference in that. Yeah. Uh, between teaching people just be good, again, that's any religion, it's the religion of the world, mm-hmm. and teaching them, hey, you know what, even in your badness, you're loved, even in your badness, you're forgiven. See, that message changes your heart. Mm-hmm. That message makes you want to act different. Be good, it's like, okay, I can do that outwardly, but I don't have to be good on my heart. Like, yep. I can, I can control myself. Mm-hmm. I sometimes, sometimes when right. I'm in line at Starbucks and someone cuts in front of me, uh-huh. I can sort of control myself, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean, and by not, you know, hitting them in the back of the head, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean my heart is right. 
I remember our pastor saying, you know, they were sitting, if you tell your child to sit down and they want to stand up, they might sit down on the outside, but inside they're standing up. Exactly right. So we're concerned about the heart. We're concerned about their hearts being drawn to the Savior. Yes. So how does that happen? Well, it doesn't happen by telling them, be good, be good, be good. Right. Uh, It happens by telling them how desperate they are for Jesus and that he loves them and saved them and forgives them. That's how that happens. And I love that. And that was my next thing is, as we want everything, you know, written out for us, we want to say, Mm -hmm. okay, if your child disobeys, then you say this. Mm -hmm. But in your, in the book, when your mom and y'all talk about how gospel parenting is looking at it differently, did Mm -hmm. you, did at that moment when you were talking to your 10 year old boy, your 10 year old son and his friends, is that when it started for you? Actually, believe it or not, I think it started earlier than that for Mm. me, uh, figuring out that it was more than just a message of be good. But my default is always to go back to the message of be good, because that's easier for me. It feels more manageable. Um, But for me to actually have to think about having gospel conversations with my kids, think about how the gospel pushes into whatever they're experiencing, that's difficult. And not Mm -hmm. only is it difficult, but I have to rely on the Holy Spirit, which, I mean, you and I both know, you're in the middle of something with your kids, the last Mm -hmm. thing you want to do is stop and pray. You want them to stop what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Right. Right? So it takes more time, it's more difficult, but it reaps this beautiful benefit Mm. (laughs) when the Lord chooses to use that in their life. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think as my kids were little and I'm still learning this, I'm still learning how to have these kinds of conversations with my kids and Mm. how my wording can sometimes, sometimes convey that all I care about is behavior Mm. when truly what I really care about is the heart. So this is, this isn't something that you just get. This isn't something that, yeah, you, you read one book and you're off and for the rest of your life, you'll do great. This is something that we have to remind ourselves of over and over again, because we do the same thing. I think if I just be good, somehow God's pleased with me. Right. And again, I'm what I'm doing in that is is building my righteousness on my own works instead of relying on the righteousness Christ gives me. So yeah. that's something that you have to learn, relearn over and over and over every day. Well, and I love how your book, it's a resource. It's something that we're going to go back to. I mean, that's why I had to get it in book form after hearing it. I was like, okay, I've heard it, but now I need to, I really need to look at it and underline it and re go back to, go back to it over and over to really let it sink in in my heart so that mm-hmm. then I can know um, how to let the Holy Spirit, like you said, lead us, lead me mm-hmm. as um, in, in the middle of these things. And I love um, the acro- not an acrostic. I don't know what you call them. I guess there is acrostic. Oh, what is it called? It, when you, have you know what? Words? Honestly, every time we talk about this, I cannot remember. I think okay. it is an acrostic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that it was moms need to constantly pray. Yes. And your M was management. Mm-hmm. Your N was nurturing. T training. C correction. And um, pr- uh, pray is promises. And right. I love how like when you. When you looked at that, and it's specifically, and I love how, I'm going to go to the page. It's on page uh, 90. But it's yeah. it's a chart that y'all have, and that it's mm-hmm. basic instructions. You know, when you manage something, you know, 
when you throw your bat when you strike out, it's an inappropriate right. behavior. You could, over, right. you know, hurt somebody. And you start with, you know, there are some things that we are going to have to manage. You know, don't run into right. the street. I mean, that's stuff right. we have to get to. That is a safety issue. We need to get that nipped in the bud. But then right. the others continue on with nurturing and training and correction and the promises of God. And I loved how you walked through that with mm-hmm. this example of, uh, uh, somebody that is a, a, a son or a daughter that's throwing their bat when they're mad, you know, mm-hmm. and then starting with that. And then you go into nurturing, like as in bringing them up in their scriptures that go with that, feeding mm-hmm. their souls with grace. You know, mm-hmm. I know you're sad mm-hmm. because you lost, but I'm sad too. But let's look at how high the heavens, I love this when you said, look how high the heavens are above the earth. This is how much God loves you. He's using the mm-hmm. suffering in your life to make us both look up and see his love. And I love mm-hmm. how y'all walk through each one of those. And it's so practical but it's it's helpful to us and as me as a young mom to look and say okay this is where I can let the Holy Spirit lead but go through those mom needs to constantly pray moments Mm -hmm. and really practically be able to walk through those moments so I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that about your book it's a very deep resource book as well yeah yeah and I think you know with little kids you're going to spend a lot of time just managing yeah because that, you know, you're not going to mm-hmm. have a gospel conversation in Walmart when they're pulling yeah. toys off the shelf, right? No. I might try, though. I'll be like, wait, <laughs> you know, and like, nah, nah, no, Rand, don't do that now. This is not the time. But yeah, you're right. You're right. It but I think like a lot of times as parents, we think that we need to meet force with force. Yeah. So our kids disobey, and we're going to show them who's boss. Yes. And I, and I think we just forget about their humanity in that. Mm. I mean, Rhonda, isn't there ever a time when you're in the middle of a funk and you just need someone to come up to you and say, Hey, you're loved. And it just breaks your heart in the best way. Mm. You know, you're loved and you're not acting like it. And that moment breaks your heart and you're like, right, what am I doing? See, why do we think our kids don't need that? Mm. Why do we think all our kids need is force with force? So we have all these other resources at our fingertips and a lot of times we like force with force because we're angry and that sort of mm. satisfies our anger in some ways. Mm. Um, but there's all these other resources that we have where we can nurture our kids in the gospel, correct the way they're thinking, tell them about God's promises. Again, like when you're you're doubting God, sometimes it's amazing to have a friend come up and just say, oh, you're forgetting who your God is. Mm. And it breaks your heart. Our kids need that too we we forget that they need that we forget that they're humans yeah (laughs) and that they they have human human needs just like we do and and we can give them and feed their souls with grace we can give them the good news of what jesus has done and watch the holy spirit use that to work in their lives and move in their hearts Hmm. It's so good, and it's it's such a needed message um, because I feel like we take on a whole lot, but then it's we. I think we stay in that management, you know, mm-hmm. like where we say, "Don't do this." We we just stay there, and I yeah. feel like the you know we need to move through those different cycles of nurturing and training mm-hmm. and correcting and the promises of God. I love mm-hmm. how we can integrate that, and and this is hard work. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's, it's much easier to be like, no, don't do that. Why? Because I said so. Move on. Right. You know, yeah. or you're going to do that or, or you're not getting, you know, this if you don't. You right. know, it's easier to do that. This yeah. is the hard way, but it's the mm-hmm. best way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is. And again, sometimes you're going to just stay at management and for your own sanity's sake, that's okay. Right. I mean, God uses all of it. Mm -hmm. But for us to even ask ourselves, stop and consider, is this a time where I can share the gospel with my children? Mm -hmm. I I just think most of us don't even stop and consider that. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of parents ask, well, does it work? (laughs) And my answer is always this. It works in my heart. So when I Mm -hmm. see them disobey and I start to get angry back or whatever, depressed, angry, whatever I get back at them. Mm -hmm. And then I start to speak the gospel out loud to them. I'm reminded of it. And I'm like, oh, right. And it changes things for me. Mm -hmm. So then I'm softer with them. So, yes, it changes situations. There is no foolproof way to have... Uh, your kids be saved, right? Mm. We, I can't say to you, t- share the gospel and they'll automatically be saved, right? Salvation's right. of the Lord alone. Right. But what I can say to you is as you share the gospel, your heart will be changed and it will change the atmosphere of your home. Mm. That's so great. So good. So let me back up. What kind of get you involved in writing? So um, my mom is a my mom is a prolific writer. She's written seven million books. <laughs> so <laughs> um, she had been writing for a long time and maybe ten years okay. Christian books, mm-hmm. um, just about Christian living. And then she wrote a book called Because He Loves Me, mm-hmm. which uh, I would just say is probably one of her best. Mm-hmm. And that in that book, she sort of made a shift from uh, just obey the rules that kind of Christianity, sort of legalism, not completely, but Mm -hmm. it was in there to, oh, the gospel changes everything for us. Mm. And after she wrote that book, we started having conversations about how does the gospel change our parenting? So my kids were little at this point. Mm. Um, My daughter was probably a baby, and then my boys were probably three and five, right around in there. Okay. we started having this conversation. How does the gospel change the way I talk to them? See, I grew up and our our home was just very moralistic. We were always at church. It was always about the rules. Um, you know, everybody was a superhero Christian. And I grew up just thinking all I have to do is act like I have my act together and that I'm a good girl and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. I went so far as to go to Bible college and I I was leading youth groups. I was in Bible college. I was doing all the things and I wasn't a Christian. Mm. I didn't love God. I was just trying to be good. Mm. I got saved in Bible college. Mm. And so we started as we were talking about that and how do you share the gospel with your children? We just thought there's something more than just the rules. Um, there's something more than just trying to get our kids to act a certain way. We want to get at their hearts. And how do we do that? So we, we just had a bunch of conversations um, just for personal use. It wasn't even yeah. about writing a book. Okay. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we should write a book about this. Yeah. So honestly, she wrote the majority of that book. I was homeschooling my kids at the time. And um, so she would write a, a, a section and send it to me. And I was more like, how does this actually work in your parenting? And I would come mm. back to her and say, okay, that won't work. This uh-huh. does work. Trying to make it as practical as we could. Yeah. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that read it and they're like, this isn't practical at all. And all I can say to that is, you know, no, this is, is the way I did it with my kids. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, this is the way I talk to my kids, how mm-hmm. we write about it in the book. But you know your kids. It could be different for your family. But the question that we want you to start thinking about is, 
can I share the gospel in this moment? In a moment of their disobedience, can I come to them with a word of forgiveness and a word of grace and, and a word of love? Or do I always have to come with a word of get your act together? We just wanted parents to start thinking about that. Yeah. Well, and I feel like your book is is so practical because it does it gives you the basis. It gives you the foundation of why we're we're coming from it from a gospel perspective and why we mm-hmm. want to teach this to our children um, or t- for them to see it in our lives. And then I love that it is practical because in the back, there's, mm-hmm. you know, an appendix where it has mm-hmm. all of these examples, which uh, for me, it was very, very, very practical. Okay. Tell me this. Mm-hmm. What was it like working with your mom? Because I know <laughs> I have a mom. Okay. Oh. I'm a six wing seven. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's funny because she's on it and I'm usually not, let's just be honest. Yeah. I'm not on yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how did that work with y'all um, yeah. working together? Listen, <laughs> it's not easy. I, my yeah. mom and I travel and speak together all the time. And I actually travel with her when she speaks, even if I'm not speaking. So we yeah. travel a lot. We've written a couple books together. Okay. Um, this is what I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we have s- steeped ourselves in the gospel mm-hmm. more and more, it's changed our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm not looking to gain approval from her all the time Mm -hmm. and then getting mad at her because I feel like she's not satisfied. I'm learning more and more to find my approval in what Christ has done for me. Mm -hmm. And she's learning (laughs) more and more not to gain her identity from my accomplishments or Mm -hmm. um, my decisions, but she's learning more and more how to gain her identity from the gospel, from what Christ has done for her. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, we're a normal mom and daughter, yeah. okay? Yeah. We definitely have our moments, mm-hmm. um, but we also have the gospel. And so mm-hmm. we're learning, relearning how to have a new relationship, to be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I just turned 44 last weekend. I still crave my mom's approval, oh, sure. which is crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. Me, I'm about to turn 40, and it's it's <laughs> highly important to me as well. Right, right. So when I'm looking to her to find my okayness when I'm looking to see if the look she's giving me is one of being pleased or one of not being pleased. Mm -hmm. I'm replaced. Like she's become an idol in my life Mm -hmm. and I'm replacing God with her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I'm using her to build my identity and I'm not loving her. So the same thing I do to my kids, I do to my mom. I'm always looking Mm -hmm. for identity anywhere, but in the gospel. So yeah, yeah, we have had to work it out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. We have had to talk about stuff. We've had to push into hard situations with each other. Um, But the gospel is big enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and for situations or for relationships that you feel like this could never get better. Mm. (laughs) Um, I just, yeah, I just want to encourage people that the gospel can change you so that you're not always looking to others to, to give you the love that you want or the welcome that you want, but instead you're learning to look to Christ. And as you look to Christ, who's already given you all the love you need, you're then able to love others without expecting in return. So that has changed things for us. Mm. Now, we still get on each other's nerves. I mean, you can't travel with someone every weekend and not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No matter who they are. (laughs) Yeah, but we're definitely learning. um, And one day in heaven, 
and we're going to get along great. But we're not there yet. <laughs> well, and that's with everybody, right? And, yeah, and right. I love how you said the gospel's bigger. God is bigger yeah. than any, you know, and that could be with any relationship, not just Absolutely. a mom daughter. I just know that y'all work together in a yeah. work setting and that and speak together, you know, and so that is, can be um, harder, but um, I love that. Okay. So where, what is the starting point? If there is a mom out there that's listening and says, okay, this all sounds good, but how do I practically do this? What would be a starting point um, if a mom wants to talk to your kid, her kids about and be more intentional about the grace-filled parenting? What would you tell her? Well, first, I would say um, you can't give your kids the gospel if you're not giving yourself the gospel. Mm. So, I mean, I think the first step in all of this is to start steeping yourself in gospel truth. So not, I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, for parenting, you need a list of to-dos. And my list of to-dos for the moms out there thinking, I want to start this, is look for gospel-centered, look for books that are good news. Look for books that talk to you about how God loves you. Um, And the more you read those books, the more you're going to be able to share that good news. What first drew your heart to Christ, you're going to be able to share that good news with your kids. So my first my first suggestion is um, find out the gospel for yourself. Find out what it means. Find out why it's good news. Find out why the Bible says it sets the captives free. Find out why Jesus said that his, his burden is light, right? Find out why that he said that. And the more you, you understand that, the more you'll be able to share it. And then obviously I would say grab our book. I yeah. mean, self-promotion has to happen. No, but it's, I, <laughs> I, w- I will say that. And it's not self-promotion. Definitely yeah. grab it. I, I would also tell parents, um, start with chapter nine. I think it's called Weak Parents, Strong Savior. Hmm. I wish that we would have started the book with that in really? hindsight. Really? Um, yeah, where it just talks about, look, you're weak, but he's strong. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to mess up a ton, and he's got it. That's kind of the saying we have in our house. He's got it. Yeah. So your performance isn't going to save your children. But should you try and share the gospel? Yeah, absolutely. But remember, he's the, he's the savior. You're not. Hmm. Parents need to hear that. Yes. There is a savior, and it's not you. So (laughs) don't think that you're going to save your kids. Um, Share the gospel, love them, enjoy them for who they are. But remember the gospel for yourself. Remember that all of your parenting failures are forgiven. Remember that when God looks at you, he sees you hidden in the perfect work of Jesus Christ, every sin forgiven and completely righteous before God. That's what I would tell parents. Start there. Start for the gospel. Start with the gospel for yourself first and then focus on that with your kids. Mm. That's some good words right there. Real, (laughs) really good words. I love it. Definitely grab her book. Um, where can we find you online and where can they find your book? Give them grace. Give them grace is pretty much everywhere. So Amazon, any Christian bookstore will have it. Um, and you can find me online at, uh, Twitter or Instagram and it's the 
T-H-E, Jess, J-E-S-S, Lou, L-O-U. Listen, again, Jessica Thompson is like the most common name ever. So yes, I had to put a the. I'm that important. Um, so at the Jess Lou is, is my Instagram and Twitter handle. Louise is my middle name. Okay. Jessica Thompson was taken in every single form that it was out there. So <laughs> don't Lou judge me for the the. Okay, uh, that's no, what I'm getting at. <laughs> I love it. The, you got to have that. Okay, I have three little quick questions that I have for okay. all my guests. I would love yes. for you to answer. What are you eating? What are you reading? And what are you loving? Okay. The thing I'm eating right now that I'm just over the top about mm-hmm. uh, is basil on my eggs in the morning. Fresh basil. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't, listen, I know that's a weird thing to say, but where I'm at right now, every morning I'm excited. I do like scrambled eggs in the morning yeah. and I put basil on it and okay. I feel like I'm in a fancy restaurant. Oh yeah, totally. So- <laughs> I need to do that. Now, what it kind of flavor is, I mean, I like basil on some dish, like pasta dishes, but uh-huh. how, what is it, ta- I mean, is it, is it kind of light, a light flavor? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, okay. you can definitely taste it, but okay. it's, it's, kind it's, of light. it's not, yeah, it's not overpowering. So you okay. I can get, you can get like a little cup of like cut up fresh uh-huh. basil uh-huh. at the grocery store and I just yes. sprinkle it on there and I'm like, I am fancy. I love the fanciness of this. <laughs> yeah. I want to be fancy like you. I love this. <laughs> Okay, that's great. Okay, what are you reading? I'm reading a book right now called Vulnerable. It's Mm. by Raleigh Sadler, and it's it's about rethinking human trafficking. It just came out. Um, This book, so there's a lot of books out there about sex trafficking and human trafficking, but this Mm. book goes to the root of how it even starts, Mm. and... um, Raleigh Sadler is a Christian, and he has a ministry called Let My People Go. He's fighting human trafficking from New York City. New York City. um, This book is so, uh, I don't even know, so good. (laughs) Like eye-opening, it sounds like. Wow. Yeah, it really is. It just came out. um, I'm loving it. Okay. I I mean, it's very difficult to read, but Mm. it's really, really good. Okay. Um, Full of grace, full of Mm. the gospel. Mm. Um. Okay. Yeah, it'll open your eyes. So Vulnerable is the name of the book I am reading. Okay, awesome. All right, what are you loving? What am I loving? Okay, this is also kind of silly. That's okay. (laughs) Silly is okay. Silly is welcome. Okay, okay. (laughs) I just bought slippers for the first time in like 15 years. Yes. I don't have any slippers. (laughs) That's awesome. and a lot, like every morning I get yeah. up and I'm so excited to put on my slippers. Yes. I don't know. Listen. Yeah. Do you come home uh, every day and you're like, I need to put my slippers on right yeah, now. Like it doesn't, it's right? So weird. Yeah. I don't know what I was missing this whole time. <laughs> I but it. I am all about, and I just got a pair off of Amazon for like $20. There I don't even know what they are. There you go. But I'm telling you, I am loving my slippers. <laughs> I love that. I that, love that must so tell you how old I am. <laughs> if anything else, it tells you that I'm getting old. I love basil on my eggs and I love slippers. <laughs> oh, just call you mammal, right? It's fine. That's right. It's fine. That's right. It's that's fine. Right. No, that's great. I love that. You are contagious. I want to know you Hello. in person now, even though you're mm. on the what West Coast and I'm yeah, in Tennessee. We're in West Coast. Are you yep. in California? Is that right? San. Yeah. So or, we're in okay. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. San Diego. I okay. listen. I I'm like one of those people that when you say California, I yeah. need you to know how 
amazing is the place that I live is in. Really? I'm not just in California. I'm in San Diego. Okay. Where like, it's, it's beautiful. really pretty. I have heard that. I heard somebody say that last week. They said San Diego's gorgeous. Like, it's beautiful. It, it is. Yeah. Okay. And every time I travel, because we travel a lot, I'm yeah. always so happy to touch down in San Diego mm. and walk out and be like, mm. I don't need a jacket. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, Memphis weather is crazy, girl. It's like jacket. And I, the whole day, it's like jacket in the morning. And then by the afternoon, it's it's shorts. And then back to, you know, ski weather <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know. Oh ski. We don't ski. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it sounds delightful. Maybe I can catch you when you're kind of in the South sometime when you're speaking. I would love to meet you. In that person. would be amazing. I but would love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and give me some yeah, time thank today, you. Jessica. Thanks for having me. It was great. Oh my goodness, I love Jessica and my conversation so much. I had a ball with her. She is such a great communicator and funny. So all the things that we talked about, her books, especially the book Give Them Grace, will be in the show notes at renrobins.com slash podcast. And remember, I would love for you to enter the giveaway, giving away Fresh Start for Moms, the Val Marie Paper 30-Day Prayer Journal. All you have to do to enter the giveaway is to leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Screenshot your review, send it to me, and that's it. Friends, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Thank you.